Hi there, this is Alvin, and welcome to the Kickstart Commerce Podcast, where we share search marketing and domain name investing strategies to help grow your business. In today's episode, our guests are none other than Anne Glenn, a longtime marketing professional in the jewelry industry and president and CEO of the Southern Jewelers Guild, as well as supporting um, jewelersdirect.org, which we'll talk about here pretty soon, which it is a uh, cooperative membership of 100 fine American retail jewelers offering the best deals directly to the public. Our second guest is George Bundy, a previous podcast guest here and CEO of BRS Media, a pioneer in domain usage for multimedia purposes, such as radio and podcast websites and the parent company of the .fm and .am registries. Today, Anne, George, and I discussed the most recent um, emoji domain partnership between BRS Media and Jewelers Direct. We'll dive into the details discussing Jewelers Direct and how it's establishing a thriving social presence online and offline, how longstanding industries such as the jewelry industry embrace new technologies to reach new markets, how emoji domains offer a new innovative marketing avenue, and last but not least, why emoji domains tap into powerful social branding. So with that, Anne and George, welcome and thank you for making time to join us today. Thank you so much for having me, Alvin. I really appreciate it. Definitely. Thanks, Alvin. It's uh, great to be uh, back on the podcast. <laughs> Certainly. Welcome back, George. And, and great uh, that you um, would join us today. So to kick things off, and obviously um, our listeners are quite familiar with George from a previous podcast, episode number two. Uh, and why don't you briefly share with the listeners a bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do? Um, I have about 40 years of experience in the jewelry industry as well as marketing and promotions. But the truth is that the, the marketing and promotions and technology side of the jewelry industry is what really is exciting and attractive to me. I love technology. I love the way that technology can be incorporated into businesses every day. And so being able to marry my love for technology and my love for the jewelry industry is the perfect for me. And so how, so obviously with, uh, you said what, 30, 40 years? Um, yeah, it's close to 40 years. Uh -huh. Close to 40 years in the jewelry industry. So then how did, I'm assuming that it's probably based on experience that you got involved with Jewelers Direct then. Um, yes, actually, Jewish Direct is an offshoot of a, a, a private industry closed Facebook group that's called Jewelers Helping Jewelers, um, that, and they are nearing almost 15,000 members worldwide. And the woman who started Jewelers Direct, her name is Aaliyah Arundale, decided that she wanted to do something to help retail jewelers, um, I don't want to say compete, but let's just say combat the issues of um, sales being driven to large uh, box stores or companies like Blue Nile and James Allen and things like that and help drive the business back to the small independent retailer. So she began Jewelers Direct in July of this year. And um, my position with Jewelers Direct is just to help and support as much as I can on the marketing side. And then also to try to bring some innovative ideas, marketing ideas to uh, Jewelers Direct that can help our members reach the, their audience, their consumers, and expand their business as well, both online and in their brick and, and mortar stores. 
Right. So one of the things uh, that's quite interesting about Jewelers Direct, which I, you know, I came to find out just, uh, I believe it was through a uh, Jewelers Direct um, press release that surfaced probably like a month or so ago. But one of the interesting things that I found that really intrigued me about Jewelers Direct is that um, you're using a social platform as your digital presence. So, you know, could you share a bit about, you know, that and, and why um, Jewelers Direct has chosen to go that, that route? Certainly. Well, the interesting thing is, you know, technology continues to change. And unfortunately, um, in any industry, whether it is the jewelry industry, whether it's the clothing, clothing industry, whether it's the, the footwear industry, that you have um, smaller independent stores, they just don't have the bandwidth to be able to keep up with um, the changes that are going on in technology in a manner that can really help them grow in the way that they should. So we still find a lot of jewelers are concerned about having a website presence when the interesting thing is um, we've kind of jumped over websites now and there is so much more business that's done on social media platforms like Facebook and Pinterest and, Pinterest and Instagram. So the, the idea for Aaliyah to begin Jewelers Helping Jewelers, which she started about two and a half years ago, as a closed Facebook group was great because it was a way for um, jewelers to communicate with each other in a, in, in a closed and private forum uh, so that they could help each other fulfill needs. So let's say, Alvin, you were a, a jewelry store that happened to have a bunch of charms that weren't selling, and you're in Texas and I'm in Louisiana, and maybe for me, if I had my store, they would be a hot-selling item. You might not be able to move them, but I, you know, I need more in stock. So you and I could then connect to this private forum. You could sell me your inventory, and we're both happy, and it helps us both to grow our businesses. You get money from it. I get more merchandise to sell to my customers. So that is how the um, – that, that's the basis of what Jewelers Helping Jewelers was formed from. Uh, fast forward two years or so, uh, Aaliyah decided that she would take um, this to another level and allow just retail jewelers to participate in this forum in a way so that they could take merchandise that they had, as well as their expertise and their brick-and-mortar presence, and market it to consumers. You know, they, I don't. I, I want to make very sure that I don't say anything negative about a lot of people that sell jewelry online these days. But here's the thing: anybody can decide that they want to buy some jewelry and put it up online and sell it. They right. don't have to have any credentials. They don't have to have any criteria. They don't even have to know the industry. But the beauty of what happens when you work with a jeweler, a, a jeweler retail member from Jewelers Direct is that you're getting jewelers that have, you know, 10, 20. In fact, one of our members has more than 90 years or just celebrated their 90th anniversary in business. So you're getting um, to be able to do business with people who understand the industry. And when you're talking about things as precious as jewelry um, is concerned and jewelry to wear for your lifestyle or to give away as an heirloom or to buy as heirlooms, um, those things are really important. It's important to deal with somebody who understands not only your lifestyle, the type of jewelry you may already have in your jewelry box, and your family and what it is that you're looking for, as well as your budget and your ideal type of jewelry. Um, you know, It's important to have somebody that you trust. And so the beauty of Jewelers Direct is that it, it, it melds 
the online opportunities to be able to buy 24-7, along with the brick and mortar, so that if you have a problem or you have an issue or a question, you can actually go into that store and have it resolved. So, I mean, I, I think she was just a genius and absolutely visionary to be able to set it up this way. And it also solves the problem for um, retailers that still haven't quite mastered that online thing because they're able to be together in a community um, with other jewelers and support each other. And that's, you know, that's another really wonderful thing that we've seen evolve from this is the type of support that our retail members are giving to each other. Right. So, I mean, essentially, you you have crowdsourced pretty much the jewel. I look at Jewelers Direct, and I think, man, it has become a platform where you have crowdsourced both the jewelers as well as the target audience. Yes, that's and correct. Bringing that's, that's them. Important. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're bringing them together in a way that, I mean, you look at the jewelry industry. I mean, how long has the jewelry industry been around? I mean, we're talking about hundreds of years, right? Exactly, since the beginning of time, yes. Right. Because you know, we even look back into you know all of these things that the archaeologists are finding. I mean, there's jewelry that they're finding that's thousands of years old that has survived. So, I mean, since the beginning of time, people have wanted to adorn themselves with beautiful things. So, we're lucky to be in such a great industry. Right, and then you 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 know you look at a. Um, a typical jewelry store, it's often, you know, very high touch, meaning that, you know, someone wants to be there. But what's interesting is now we're moving in this day of age to where folks are quite comfortable uh, with it not necessarily being high touch as much as they are with the bona fide relationship of, mm-hmm. of knowing that who it is that I'm working with is a real person. Um, they're trustworthy. There's credibility. And so, you know, I look at that and you go, man, jewelry, uh, Jewelers Direct brings that to the table. You know, it's like not anybody can just join this group. Like there are, they are truly, um, you know, handpicked. Yeah, well, and that's absolutely right. We have vetted them, um, and they are people who are committed to giving quality service and overall value to um, to consumers when they come to the site. So we're very proud of that. So then tell me then in terms of because you have jewelersdirect.org and that redirects to the Facebook page, right? Or to the group. Yes, that's correct. And then so now, you know, and this is likely where George enters into the free. So explain to me or uh, how did you, uh, George BRS Media, make this connection that there could be something there in terms of establishing um, or extending an online brand through the use of emoji domains. Yeah, well, well, obviously, you know, the last time we talked, Alvin, um, we had talked about our uh, launching of emoji domain names. And, you know, we're looking at wide opportunities of usage, and we continue to do so. And Anne and I have known each other for quite a while, knowing she's in the jewelry industry. And this particular project, or Jewelers Direct, as far as creating a Facebook group and, and and curating all this particular project, you know, we talked about how there might be an opportunity to, again, since it's not really a web presence, it's just a platform on a social media, how can we easily take domains or to the next level emoji domain names and use that to redirect consumers back to the social media platform as easy as possible? 
again, we see the dynamic change with regards to, like Ann had said, there's no website associated with this particular project. It's all on social media platforms. But domain names and emoji domain names specifically are a great opportunity to use to reinforce where the brand is, how to get there, and use it across social media platforms to draw traffic to. And she came up with the ideas as we were looking through the thing that uh, the gem or diamond uh, emoji uh, would be perfect for this particular project. That's where we uh, created this particular uh, opportunity. Which is interesting because um, obviously emojis, I mean, everyone is likely familiar with emojis from the youngest to the oldest here in terms of using them, whether it's in uh, email marketing or whether it's seeing them uh, or discovering them in email marketing, but most fondly, likely in social media and then even just texting. Um, on even texting, basis. right. I mean, we see a great opportunity, and Anne had talked about this before, that if somebody who's interested in jewelry is on their phone and says, hey, you know, there's this group on Facebook that there's a hundred jewelers selling some great opportunities in jewelry. Let me text you their, their URL, their, their web here. It's just an emoji.fm. It's the gem.fm and easily click through. So again, we're coming with a way to using, you know, not only emojis, but domain names. We're thinking out of the box here at opportunities, how to use that in today's changing technology to uh, bring traffic to particular projects like Jewelers Direct. And so that that's an interesting point. So then uh, essentially you can go to any social media network, whether that's Twitter, whether that's Facebook, and type in the the gem or the diamond emoji dot FM um, and likely use that same emoji domain, whether it be on a billboard or whether it be in a radio ad, TV ad. Sure. And essentially you're saying, hey, type that in, type dot FM behind that uh, gem emoji, and then it will redirect you to- It'll get you right to the platform where these guys are doing that particular event with regards to Jewelers Direct, absolutely, no matter what it is. I mean, we use that ourselves, and there's other projects and examples that, that we use with regards to how emojis can be used to help reinforce and direct a brand. And again, we come back to what the benefit of emoji domain names are, the visual aspect of it. You know, right away, you know, we talked... Um, and you talked to Ann about, you know, the particular visual aspect of this particular emoji and how it immediately reinforces that diamond represents jewelers and then gets right in. So right away, the end consumer knows what's going on just by speaking that emoji, just by looking at it. You know, it was interesting, Alvin, when we first introduced um, the, uh, the diamond.fm to our members, I had... Um, maybe 10 to 15 people comment, wow, that's a great logo. Um, they didn't even understand at that point until we showed it to them. So I told them, go type that in on your phone. You know, and of course, several people said, well, how, how can I get to it on my PC? You know? I said, no, no, no. We have this, more, more shopping, more mobile shopping is being done on the phone. Go type it in on your phone and see where it goes. And they were just blown away. But the fact that they really looked at the visual of the diamond emoji with the dot FM behind it and thought that it was just a cool logo, that it solidified what the group was, I thought was amazing. And for them to be able to, to make the, um, the connection that it was more than just a cool logo, it was actually a way for people to find them their way to us without a lot of fuss and muss using emojis, which you know people do millions of times a day, they were just blown away. They couldn't believe it. 
And I, I mean, that's, that's one of the things that I think is um, wonderful uh, and brilliant about what George has done with this domain marketing, uh, with the emoji marketing, because there's so many ways that you can use it. And lucky for us, um, I just, George and I are great friends, so, you know, I had to do is beg him a little bit and <laughs> and pledge my, you know, my second-born <laughs> grandchild to him <laughs> and, and to can try to convince him of the great opportunity that we would have to be able to use this and market it. But, and, you know, he's seen this, and he, he saw this a while ago when he originally created the emoji domain opportunities. I mean, we all know that visual is what drives anything online shopping. We have a beautiful uh, a picture of a beautiful diamond ring, you know, versus just a description of a diamond. It's the, it's the visual image that's going to sell versus the description. So being able to connect the diamond.fm emoji name with Jewelers Direct for us is, you know, just an opportunity that, you know, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. And we're so thankful to have it. Right. Now, the, and that's an interesting, you know, like you said, it, the, the customers thought it was just a cool logo when in fact you look and say, oh no, it's actually a, a, a marketing tool that can be used, that can resonate with folks. And so it makes, you know, it brings the question to mind in terms of target audience. Do you see the, um, the emoji domain actually allowing you to uh, reach a more younger demographic, obviously because they use or tend to use emojis on a daily basis? Absolutely. And again, going back to the, to the interesting comments about people thinking that it was our logo, that tells me that, you know, we have an opportunity here to brand Jewelers Direct in a way that very, very few companies do, ha- you know, have without spending millions and millions of dollars behind it. Because w- if people look at our diamond.fm, our emoji, and, and associate that diamond with Jewelers Direct, you know, it's not going to happen overnight, Alvin. We know that these things take time, but we are positioned in a, in a way to be able to grow our audience just through one quick little visual. I mean, how many companies are lucky enough to do that? Not many. Right, right. And and then I go, how many companies are out there actually that are forward thinkers, that are innovators like yourself, that are even, you know, are even getting near conversations like this or even catching wind of conversations like this? And so, you know, it, it's an interesting uh, dynamic to be out there pioneering, obviously, with George in terms of he's always been that pioneer out there with dot, uh, dot .fm and .am registries. But then um, even moving forward, you know, it's like... I start thinking through and you say, Hey, you have the gym.fm emoji. But then one of the first things that popped into my mind was why not the ring? Um, dot FM. Uh, I mean, is that. Well, that why? actually is something that we discussed as well. And, uh, you know, and, and we may look into that for um, special occasions, but you know, the, the ring is actually more associated with engagement rings. Whereas when people think about diamonds, diamonds are much more universal. Right. And so, not only the loose stones, but you know, but but gems overall. I mean, people, even even little girls say, "Ooh, you know, if they look at colored stones or you know, colored gemstones, they say, "Ooh, I love that diamond." You know, they don't understand when they're young that it's an amethyst or a sapphire or an emerald or whatever. To them, everything you know, sparkly and shiny is diamond. And so, for us to be able to be associated with that diamond emoji, which is everything that's sparkly and shiny under that great big jewelry umbrella, is a huge opportunity. 
And I think that's interesting, Alvin, with regards to, you know, of this whole particular project, probably the most complicated aspect. And again, I guess this is probably true in any time uh, a particular project, you look to buy a domain name. This comes back to just the binary part of the domain name. You really have to think, what is the future opportunities of this domain name? Am I buying the right one? Right. Is it right. right for my particular project? And again, you bring that one up, and there's a couple of other emojis that probably fit within the jewelry, watches, and something like this. But re she really, really thought through on how this specific emoji can be broad enough generically to succeed in the long-term aspect of it. And I think that's where you really have to look at whether you're buying an emoji domain name or even a traditional domain name. You know what does, how is this? Because again, it's part of your brand from the beginning, you know, 20 some years ago when we launched FM and AM with regards to this, we thought that, you know, this isn't just a domain name. Now, you can get any type of dot whatever domain name you can get, but at the same time, this is going to be a lot of companies brands. So you have to take the time to figure out what your brand message is and how that fits into your particular project. And that's exactly what Anne had to think through before deciding on the gem, which is actually technically called gem emoji. But, you know, in, in regards to this, how she markets it is a diamond.fm. Right. And, and I would probably, you know, you know, even before, if I would not have looked up that, that given emoji, I would have said that's the diamond emoji. Right, right. But again, you know, when we did the whole project of emoji domain names, everyone has a descript every one of these emojis have a descriptor and a code underneath it. And right. you know, I don't want to get in the technical aspects of how emojis <laughs> are working and emoji domain names. But technically the Unifor Consortium, that is a gemstone. That's what it's labeled at. But again, what it's labeled at behind underneath the hood and how Anne is marketing it, the choice is yours. But like she said, the majority of people look at this as yeah, it's a diamond. It's a diamond.fm, and it means jewelry, and this is where I'm going to go find great opportunities in, in jewelry. Yes, and it's interesting, as George said, you know, that this stone is um, labeled as gemstone in the universal code. But, you know, from the inside of the jewelry industry, if you're looking at that, you, you know, we all know that there's differences between diamonds and gemstones, the two different categories, number one. And number two, a this is, you know, that diamond emoji is pretty much a traditional diamond cut or diamond shape. So no one within the jewelry industry would um, confuse it with a gemstone. Right. You know, so it's, it's, it's interesting to see how all of these different things come into play. You know, on the tech side, you know, they built, they built the emojis uh, list. And, of course, not thinking, and obviously no one ever consulted the jewelry industry when they, when they built it. But, again, for our intents and purposes, um, the fact that everybody knows that diamonds belong in the jewelry industry, and, and that's probably the number. I mean, if you ask 10 people what they thought about first when they thought about jewelry, I bet 10 out of 10 would say diamonds because that's, like, the number one thing. So, Girl's best friend. Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And so, you know, it's an interesting thing. So now in terms of the Jewelers Direct, the members, like what are what are their thoughts around that use of that emoji domain? Has there been uh, any feedback? You're talking about our retail members? Correct. Oh, well, you know what? We're lucky to be blessed with retail members that really understand and um, are pretty marketing savvy. 
And so while they may not understand all of the technical ins and outs and behind the scenes of, you know, securing an emoji domain and how we can really make it work best for us, they're in love with the fact that we have something so innovative um, and unique to be able to set themselves apart from all of the other uh, jewelers that are out there selling online and the big box stores and the big name brands that are doing something. So we're able to do something different. Now, how long has have you been using the uh, the diamond or the gem .fm emoji domain? I think we launched it. Um, we did a soft launch on it back in September, or maybe it was the beginning of October, somewhere right around there. And of course, you know, we're coming into the Christmas season, so it isn't something that we've had a chance to ramp all of our jewelers up on because we didn't want to disturb them before their all important, you know, selling season. It's one thing to, to, to launch something to a group of more than a hundred plus people when, you know, when they're, when the time is quiet and they don't have a lot of things on their plate, but trying to do it uh, during the, their busiest season of the year is another thing. And we would never do that to them and expect them to, you know, take it on at that point. But we think we have a great, you know, we're, we're using it in certain places right now. And we're kind of testing what we're, you know, what results we're going to see. I think we're in a beautiful position to do a hard launch on it right after the first of the year and then start really uh, impressing it out there for Valentine's Day and beyond. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, have you been measuring any of the metrics thus far in terms of, you know, the analytics of, of it just, you know, folks visiting it, obviously you've had the press release, so that's um, brought a bit of exposure, but outside of that, have you just, have you been measuring any uh, analytics? I really haven't. Um, we have a slogan that we use, which is um, "100 shops, one click," and we use that along with a lot of our a lot of the Jewish direct marketing that we do. And so we just thought it might be better to stay with that "100 shops, one click" for right now, till we got to the Christmas season. And then when we get into January, we'll probably pick our top 10 or 20 retailers on Jewelers Direct. And then start rolling it out through them with branding support, you know, with business cards that they can hand out to their customers and then, you know, um, graphics for their website, graphics for their social media and things like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah, I think like, like what Ann had mentioned, you know, really for this particular project just started over the summer and, you know, summer is a quieter time with regards to ramping up, but she wanted to get this project particular project started and running before the fall came along. And then the emoji came along after that. So I think the thing is that, you know, again, slowly working into how the marketing and the positioning of that will benefit because she's already got her vented, vented a hundred jewelers with regards to this. Now she's, you know, kind of basically looking at continuing to grow an audience for those jewelers to sell to. And, you know, like she said, these particular marketing projects, marketing projects she's doing that will fit into, you know, the emojis will fit into in particular, something that she's, you know, looking at now and, you know, projecting out for the future of 2019. Gotcha. So, you know, I have to ask the hard questions. Obviously, you're going to have folks who are going to come along and go and say, why in the world would you use a third party uh, platform and not, you know, like jewelers uh, direct.org to actually build out that platform, that website there? Why use um, the Facebook, you know, group platform? Like what, what are the pros and cons? Well, that's a, 
That's actually a, a great question. But, you know, there, the answer to that is twofold. First of all, people are using, um, they're using the Internet in a different way than they used it 20 years ago, say, when George first started. I mean, right. back then it was all about building websites. And I, I remember way back when, when there wasn't even enough bandwidth on the Internet to be able to support graphics. It was just text. <laughs> And we had to support the graphics with the CD, right? I mean, dial up. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, things have changed a lot, but it's, um, it, you know, it, I like to liken it because, uh, um, you know, the technology, I love the technology side of it. I liken it to way back when, when I used to do live streaming on location. Um, so, the solution that we had then, if you didn't have a copper wire line, which was slow, like you said, dial-up, we had to use ISDN. But ISDN was kind of like the inter, the intermediary between copper wire and what we have right now, which is wireless. You know, it, it was a temporary solution um, that got us through those times until wireless was more widely deployed, but it worked. Now, I'm not saying that websites are temporary solutions anymore, but what I'm trying to say is that there's so many ways for people to find and get information. And if you are a retailer, like a jewelry industry retailer, the amount of time that you have to put in time, energy, money, et cetera, to building and maintaining and keeping fresh a website is a lot. So if you can just kind of skip that step, which um, social media platforms now allow for and go directly to things like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest and because the jewelry industry is such a visually um, driven industry, you've got it all right there on a platform that people are already using. Actually, right. multiple platforms that people are already using. So, you know, Pinterest is moving to buyable pins. Instagram drives sales like crazy. I mean, Facebook has Facebook Marketplace. Millions of dollars are conducted every day in business on Facebook. So why not as an, an independent retailer, take advantage of the tools that are already out there instead of having to reinvent the, re the wheel. Definitely. And, and George, I mean, what are you, th what are your thoughts about that in terms of, I mean, obviously you're, well, you're we do see a, a shift with regards to this. And again, uh, well, this is an argument back and forth, especially since we're in the domain business, obviously we, we like, and have always understood independent okay. websites. You've created your stake in the ground online. It's your own independent website. It's where everyone goes. But at the same time, there's what, over 2 billion people on Facebook itself with regards to that? We realize that ourselves. I mean, we have a huge following on our Facebook page, over 800,000 followers with regards to We do a lot of marketing on social media with regards to that. And we see that over time, our users tend to be migrating more towards more references on social media than their own presence online. And again, the argument isn't an either or. And that's the challenge with regards to this. I mean, okay, let's give up the website and just do this. This particular project for Anne, obviously the main focus is the Facebook social media aspect of it with regards to this. Yeah, okay, they have a .org and they have an emoji.fm with regards to you know sending and directing them to the right place to buy the product. But at the end of the day, I think the relevance of a standalone stake in the ground, your own domain name, may not have as much relevance as it did 20 years ago. 
Uh, I mean, and you can't take away from this. This has always been the argument, okay, you don't want to have just all your presence on Facebook because, you know, who controls that? Well, not you. And that's a concern with regards to it. But at the same time, you've got to understand the changing usage of the Internet and play in the sandbox that everyone's at. Exactly. And it's not so much as having a domain name. It's not even, you know, so much about having a domain name, although that's an important part of your, you know, your your presence and your branding, but it's about how you want to position yourself in the marketplace. And for us, this diamond.fm emoji domain name is a perfect opportunity for us to be ahead of the curve and and really have that visual that goes along with the visualness of what our industry is. So basically, that presence online, that emoji domain name or a, or a domain name itself, eventually drops them into the like you said into the into the Facebook group page where they then participate with everyone else and that's where all the commerce is happening Right. It's likely, you know, and I go, it's likely to break through that emoji domain name. So the, the diamond.fm is likely to break through um, or at least cause a bit more curiosity as opposed to or juxtaposed to a text link. Well, like Ann said, even those that are in the jewelry industry that don't maybe understand our aspect of domains and technology or something like that, got it. It's visually appealing. And that's the whole point of even doing emojis as domain names and the use of emojis across all spectrums of technology today. It's visually appealing. I mean, I go back to originally, and I don't know that we talked about this before, you know, again, domain names came along because, well, these people, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, developing the internet, thought to myself, well, no one can remember an IP address, which is whatever, whatever. We have to make it somewhat, again, visually appealing with a name, right? right. It's easy to recognize a name. It's not easy to recognize. I can't remember my IP number. <laughs> like, I can't remember my phone number. But I can remember <laughs> I the domain name. <laughs> yeah, but again, let's take that then to the next level. Again, visually appealing emoji domain names, much more memorable than a text. Um, a domain name or an IP number with regards to that. So, I mean, basically we're just, you know, moving the aspect of ease of use, visually appealing in today's instantaneous three second time you have with regards to marketing. I mean, it's yeah, just really, it, it takes it to that next level. Exactly. And the other thing is that today's consumers are spending up over 85% of their time on their smartphones and they're using native applications. But the majority of that time, and it's like 84%, is spent on just five non-native apps that they've installed from an app store. Like Facebook, for example, accounts for 13% of U.S. minutes spent on apps. And then, you know, Google follows that closely at 12%. So, So, yeah, so again, going back to that with like what Ann said, what I said before, so if we have users text that emoji domain name to their friends, uh, diamond.fm, and they click on that within their text environment, and it sends them to the Facebook app that drops them right into the Facebook group to buy it, well, there's your direct connection to sale. Exactly. You've shortened shortened the process quite a bit. Quite a bit. Yeah. And likely have helped the jeweler uh, themselves, you know, in terms of that, that's homework that they don't have to go do. Well, where do I go to market and how much do I need to spend and what does my ad need to look like? And, you know, what's the demographic behind a pay-per-click ad? No, like, 
with Jewelers Direct, I can definitely see how using the Facebook um, group as well as the marketplace there, you know, you remove um, the proverbial clicks, if you will, uh, you know, from the process. Right, and again, it, it is sort of true that, you know, then Anne brings that marketing experience and the technology side of things that these guys who are traditional brick and mortar independent jewelers don't have to deal with with regards to what the big guys deal with and have a whole entire department. Again, we attempt to use the Internet almost what it was made for. It levels the playing field. Right. Right. So then what, I mean, what does this mean? Obviously you have an industry here, the jewelry industry, but does this same uh, type of approach, how does it play out over other industries? I mean, is it similar comparable or are there some of those that, you know, it's just like, Hey, this doesn't work. Well, I, well, I, I, I'd I'd hesitant to say that it, that there's there's an industry that it doesn't work in. It just might not work exactly the same as this particular project. But again, this is right. sort of how we have to kind of think out of the box with regards to this. You know what? At the same time, there is a lot of brands using social media to great success now. Okay, and 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 that's the case when across the, and you know even what we're looking at is this isn't necessarily a, a consumer brand a protection. This is a community of local industry jewelers who want to, again, level the playing field and use technology and social media to, you know, grow their business. And I think when that basic core, it can play across any industry. It really can. Gotcha. So then wrapping up then, um, so what's next for Jewelers Direct? I mean, obviously you, you've got the, the Facebook, the platform that's there. You now have secured um, the diamond.fm emoji. So, you know, what's next? Well, you know, of course, we're not even a year old yet. We're actually barely, you know, five, five, six months old as, as far as an entity is concerned. And these, you know, the Christmas holidays are, are going to be telling for us as well as far as the traffic and the number of visitors and the new members that we pick up. But, you know, I think just continuing to grow and evolve, of course, I'm sure we'll probably add some additional uh, retail jeweler members to our list as well. And um, continuing to experiment with social media, with graphics, and, and seeing what we can do um, from the inside to help support our retailers in a manner that you know that that they that serves them the best. We don't really know what that is yet. We're not really sure. We're trying different things. It's like any new new business. You can't just you know open up on day one and know exactly what's going to work for everyone. And when you've got a cooperative effort of a hundred or so jewelers out there, not everything is going to work for every single one of those jewelers either. So you know we've got some things um, some things in, in mind for 2019 that we would like to see happen. But for right now, it's just interesting to watch the organic growth of the group. To it's interesting to watch what gets you know the likes and the interest on our Facebook page. I can tell you that we had um, uh, one of our companies out of Virginia Beach posted a ring. Oh, maybe about a month ago, a diamond ring. Um, it was, and it was absolutely gorgeous. And, and the picture that he took, he used the, the ring on a rose. And when I posted that socially for our members to see, we had over 
1,500 likes on that ring. It was, it was amazing. It's, again, we're such a visual industry, and the opportunity to be able to pair the Diamond FM visually with what we're doing with Jewish Direct is just great for us. So I think we'll continue to try to grow, um, watch organically what's happening, uh, see what the needs of our members are, and then also see what the needs of the consumers are as well as they message with us and, and uh, correspond with us to let us know what they'd like to see from Jewelers Direct and how they'd like to see Jewelers Direct grow. grow. Yeah, I'm definitely intrigued by just the model um, and the strategy, which you're using in terms of your approach uh, towards all of this. And so I can't wait, you know, hopefully to uh, do another interview, maybe six to 12 months from now to see uh, what impact this emoji domain has had on the business um, and the brand, uh, you know, in, in its entirety. Well, we would love that. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So, George, uh, I mean, obviously, so you, you, you have this deal. So, I mean, what's next for BRS Media? I mean, are there more domain, uh, more emoji domain partnerships? On well, I mean, we are obviously, you know, in talks uh, with a number of different parties looking at opportunities. And again, just the whole idea that, you know, anyone who comes up with an idea, this is just like anything. They can go to anyone, you know, they can come to us, they can go to GoDaddy to buy any emoji domain names that's available and start a particular project like that. You don't need encouragement from us, but I think the grassroots effort of what we're looking at here is we have to show great examples of usages. I'm a core believer from 20 years ago in the launch of success of the FM, that we have to show great usages in the space with regards to it. And it's one of the reasons why, again, the FM space has some great usages, whether, you know, it's jazz.fm in Toronto or whether it's carryunderwood.fm, who's a fan site for Carrie Underwood from her label or, or Southwest Airlines, southwest.fm, which uh, provides music and entertainment in flight with regards to that. I mean, so we like the idea of having great usage in the space. And in order to continue the success of the launch of the emoji domain names, which again, even for us, hasn't been a year out, I think that you know we're looking at opportunities to do that. I mean, we've used it in particular projects ourselves. There's a couple of examples out there, but yeah, we want to really show how great opportunity an emoji domain name could bring to any project, and that includes the diamond industry, which is, you know, again, not necessarily a traditional market that the FM goes to in the podcast and the streaming and the something like that. But this fits their particular project just fine. And it just goes to show that across any industry or brand, it can work. Definitely. And so uh, obviously, so if there are businesses that are out there who want to get in contact with you and how might they get in contact with you? Um, well, they can reach me at Ann, A-N-N, at southernjewelersguild.org. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't, sorry, I can't even remember my own email address. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I don't, uh, let me just check really quick. Sorry. <laughs> no um, worries. I think it's, uh, yes, southernjewelersguild.com, Ann, A-N-N, at southernjewelersguild.com. Um, or they can call me on my cell. It's 504-615-1191. 
and I apologize about that. I, I have, what is it, George, probably about 25 or 30 different email addresses that we use <laughs> for different businesses that we set up. And there's some businesses that I manage and help them out on their marketing. So I'm always going back and forth and, you know, remembering if that was a comma or an org is, is a, a, out of a, a, a hard one for me. Um, or they can email me at ann at jewelersdirect.org, either one. No worries at all, because I know that likely, you know, there may be people that are out there, you know, contemplating for their business um, and emoji domain. And so I know they definitely may have additional questions, um, you know, for sure they can tell me or, you know, if they're looking to develop a marketing platform, we're happy to work with them on that as well. I mean, uh, working with the jewelry industry, you know, any any type of industry that is a, a small independent business, it's not, you know, it, it's very easy to take this concept and launch it into a different business. It just depends on the market and what they're looking for as an outcome from there. No, that's great. Yeah, I think so what the opportunities might bring as an example of what she's doing with the, the independent jeweler and doing it across a social platform like Facebook. I mean, what we see in the Facebook environment, it tends to be, well, again, if you've got, you know, 2 billion people on the Facebook platform with regards to it. There's a lot of potential scams and, and issues with this. And I think we, there's a little bit of reluctance now to look at, do I want to buy within the social media platform just off what I see in ads? You hear these issues with regards to these particular issues. But what I think is different and what Anne has vented is vented 100 legitimate small jewelers. They've been vented for the users. So you're confident in knowing you're buying from an established business that again, like she said, has a brick and mortar or there's an affiliated brick and mortar jeweler on the jeweler's direct account within your own market or somewhere a little bit close to that. So I think that then makes it easy for the consumer to feel confident in buying on a platform like Facebook. Definitely, definitely. Now, George, in terms of you, like if there are businesses who are thinking, hey, I, you know, I think I want to you know, go down the same path that um, Jewelers Direct has, like, uh, you know, how do they get in contact with you? Yeah, I mean, at, 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 at the simplest thing is, um, you know, uh, my email address is uh, gtbundy, B-U-N-D-Y, at D-O-T dot F-M. And so, um, or even to the .fm website with regards to on the contact us page. But, you know, yeah, I would love to discuss any opportunity somebody has for a particular project where an emoji domain name may benefit them as far as a great marketing opportunity. And, and this is, is one of those examples that's sort of like, again, thinking out of the box. Certainly. So then wrapping up, I mean, what would your advice be to someone considering using emoji domains as a part of their marketing and branding strategy? If there's that one thing that you want to tell them, what would that be? I, I think it's what we talked about earlier with regards to picking the right emojis. I mean, you're picking a visual brand. You want to make sure it fits within your particular project. Um, again, you could go and pick a bunch of emojis or, or, or double emojis or, or whatever the case may be, but whatever it is, it should match what your message is. That's important because it has that much more visual aspect. So you want to make sure it matches and, and mirrors your overall brand. 
Gotcha. And anything that goes through your mind uh, that you can think back through when it came to to picking, um, you know, an emoji domain for your marketing and branding strategy that sticks out that you would say, hey, this is the one thing that I'd want other folks who are thinking about this uh, to consider? Um, you know, I, I agree with everything that George just said. But the other thing, too, is I would say try to think a little bit outside the box. And if you're not really sure, then consult with someone else, um, you know, either somebody like George or myself, who can bring um, an outside looking in aspect from it instead of, you know, somebody who's just inside the business and you, you may not be able to see all of the options out there. Because sometimes people get tunnel vision when it's their own business and they're not, they don't really um, take a minute to do market research and see what else is going on out there as far as their competition is concerned, or they may not be able to identify trends that are happening in the next 12 to 24 to 36 months that they could capitalize on otherwise. So, I mean, while it is great to get in on the bottom floor of something like this emoji domain marketing, you know, I would just say, yes, you want to take advantage of it, but also make sure you pause and, and take a minute and take a breath. And if you're working with a marketing company that doesn't understand domain emoji marketing, then you definitely want to contact somebody like myself or George to, to help you so that you can understand the scope of what it is that you can do. No, that's That's great. Um, you know, and again, th what she mentions, I guess, applies all. I mean, you know, Alvin, think about it. How many times have we looked at a business website, no matter what it is, what, no matter what extension it is, and thought to your mind, what were they thinking? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> With that particular domain name. So, again, we see that all the time, and the question becomes, it was not vented properly before it was purchased. It was a, it was a Friday night, we're going to launch this business, let's go and buy a domain name, da-da-da. It wasn't well vented and thought through. Uh, what, what she's saying now is, again, because of the visual aspect of Emoji Domain Names, you really do want to sit back and look at it. Hey, we did the same thing. You know, our Emoji Domain Name is Radio.fm. Before we launched this whole thing, we sit down and we looked at all different varieties before we decided on that. Because, again, the visual aspect is so much more memorable that you want to make sure you pick the right one. Certainly. No, that is, that is great advice. And so, you know, last but not least, is there, I mean, is there anything else that you'd both like to share with listeners that you think folks ought to know or any upcoming events or specials or anything to share? Not from me, but I want to thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to talk about Jewelers Direct. And I thank you for your professionalism and your interest in the domain, uh, domain emoji marketing, because it is something that's new and a lot of people don't understand. And, you know, I know your listeners will get it. And we appreciate being able to talk to an audience that's educated like that. Certainly. Yeah, and Alvin, I, you know, just like uh, to, to thank you again since it's been probably, I don't know, maybe six months since the previous podcast. And so it's great to be back on again talking about the, the benefits of emoji domain names, which, again, we felt even from the launch was a long tail project that hopefully will, will benefit both our users and ourselves in the future. 
certainly well you're 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 making it happen which is uh awesome to see i mean obviously you know from an emoji domain investor standpoint uh last year was definitely one of those white hot years this year has not um been that but at the same time you know i think it's that uh we're, we're changing guards if you will in terms of from emoji domain investors to actual usage and right we really that, have to if you're going to succeed even whether it's an investment part of the emoji domain business or the success of the emoji domain is we really need to get successful usage case usage studies and those off the ground and and we're we're willing to you know make the commitment to see this happen no, that's great. That is great. And so with that, well, we're out of time. And so Ann and George, thank you both again for joining us today and sharing, you know, your entrepreneurial journey and, and what that means in regards to emoji domains. And so we wish you and your companies much success. Thank you, Alvin, for the invitation. We appreciate it. Thanks, Albert, again. Certainly. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to Kickstart Commerce, uh, where we share search marketing and domain name strategies to help grow your business. Please subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or Podbean. Last but not least, please visit kickstartcommerce.com to subscribe to the weekly newsletter sharing tips and tricks about the disciplines of digital strategy. Thanks, and that's all for now.